Uh, today we are going to talk about Joseph. Uh, we're going to be covering Genesis 37, 1 through 17. And this keeps us right in line with the stuff that we have been talking about. Uh, Joseph is actually a son of Jacob. And if you want to go back onto our YouTube page or whatever, you can find the stories where we talk about Jacob and Esau. Ja Joseph was one of 12 sons. Jacob had four, um, four women that he had sons with. I'd like to say that they were all wives. I'd like to say that, well, I'd like to say that he just had one wife, but he didn't. Um, and the 12 sons, they make up uh, what is commonly called the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, you had Reuben, which is the oldest, and then it worked down. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Ezekar, Zebulun, and then Joseph, and then the youngest was Benjamin. And Joseph and Benjamin, uh, their mother was Rachel, and that was the one that Jacob truly, truly loved. I hate to say that, uh, but that is truly the one that he, he, he loved, and those are the children that he had in his later years. Um, and so we're going to cover that. Where the Bible takes us in Genesis 37-2, it says, Joseph, being 17 years old, he was still quite young, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bilah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Joseph was a unique person in his family. He was young, but he was treated as almost an elder because he was responsible. He was a person of great um, faith, but also great responsibility. Uh, you know how sometimes you'll meet somebody, uh, a, a younger person, and you'll say that they, 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 are, they were born older, or they, uh, they were born with wisdom. Joseph was one of those folks that was born with wisdom. And uh, for Jacob, he was a favorite because he was born in his older years, but he was also favorite because he could be relied on, and he was responsible. And so it was, it was Joseph, the person that had to kind of monitor what was going on out in the fields. His brothers were older, and they were not the most responsible people. They were not the most gifted people. If you look at back at a couple of the stories before this, you'll see that they would react on impulse, and sometimes they would react violently. They were not people that uh, you could just send out and trust. And so Joseph, even at the age of 17, was somebody that was different. He was somebody that was breaking the mold of his, of, of his tribe, of his family. He had very much influence from people that came before him, namely Jacob, his father. And his faith, his deep-rooted faith, did influence Joseph in many ways. But Joseph, as we will see, will be breaking out of that and becoming his own individual person. He will be creating his own unique personality, uh, his own traits, and his own path in life. I, I just want to throw this question out to you right now and, and have you start thinking about this. In what ways have you done that? 
Uh, we, we talked to, to Will a little bit earlier about influences that Will had and about uh, people that um, uh, kind of helped steer him maybe in certain directions, but how he took the things that he was moved by, touched by, gained wisdom from, and formed his own unique path in life. And that path kind of separated him in those ways a little bit from the path that maybe others around him were on. And he was able to use that path to be able to write fantastic music, fantastic stories, and share those with other people. His unique path is Will's own. That's how Joseph was. And I wonder if that's how it is for you. I want you to think about this as we hear this story. What is your unique path? What ways did you take your influences of, say, childhood or your upbringing or jobs that you've had, and what ways have you been able to take some of those, put them into your toolbox, and be able to create your own, your own distinct creations, your own distinct uh, contributions, your own personality? What makes you unique? What makes you you? Like I said, Joseph was being 17. He reported uh, to his father. Now Israel, that is also the name of Jacob, remember, loved Joseph more than any other of his children because he was the son of his old age. And he had made him a long robe with sleeves. We're going to stop right there. Uh, that line right there is created some of the greatest musicals of our time. Uh, and there is a slight Greek translation, I believe, that hints at a coat of many colors. And now we have uh, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor dream coat and, and uh, all of this stuff. And when you see depictions of it, you see this kind of just really uh, fantastic psychedelic looking, just, you know, colorful uh, coat. Now, I don't want to be the bad guy to tell you this, but uh, if we are looking strictly historically for accuracy, uh, it probably actually meant a, a, a coat with long sleeves. Uh, a coat with long sleeves would have been a coat that uh, people would have worn to uh, special occasions uh, formal things, if you would. Now, these are people that are um, mostly nomadic, they're living in tents, but if they had a religious ceremony, if they had a wedding or something like that, they might want to wear something a little bit more uh, formal. It wasn't something that you would wear when you were working in the fields. You would not wear this. And so it separated Joseph once again from the fact that he was destined to do something different than his brother's. His brothers were working in the fields and all of this kind of stuff, but Joseph had something different about him. While his brothers were uh, uh, violence and they were uh, brawn and all of this stuff, Joseph was more of a, of a thinker, of a, of a feeler, of a philosopher, of an uh, interpreter. He was someone that we will find later as we continue the story that stood out as a leader among his people. And so when he got this coat, it caused a lot of trouble. It was not probably one of many colors. It was just more of a formal uh, attire. 
you know, it, it might as well have been said, uh, you know, uh, Jacob loved Joseph so much he got him some dress pants. It, I mean, it was just, you know, pants that you wouldn't go and work in the fields with, but pants that you would wear to church, jo which would make a weird uh, musical, Joseph and his new pants. Um, <laughs> uh, could get in trouble there, but uh, we'll continue. Um, but... When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. That's a nice word. You know, that's, that's not, not speak peaceably to him. That's something that if you, if you go to the school counselor, then you've been called in because your, your, your child has been fighting and stuff. They might try to sweet talk that and by saying, you know, uh, they just didn't speak. They're not, he's not speaking peaceably to his, his classmates. Um, translation, he's yelling at them. He's bullying them. He's picking on them. He's, you know, uh, not being nice to them at all. And that's the, what Joseph's brothers were doing to Joseph. Imagine being one of the youngest people. And at this time, Benjamin is, is like a baby. And so you're 17. Your other uh, brothers are much older than you are. And they're mean to you. You are surrounded in this small community, and your community is basically your family. And your family is basically saying, you're not really one of us. We, we don't like you. You don't think like us. You are different from us, and we don't really like that. And so the rest of the family of Joseph's family, they, the brothers, they would get together, and they would talk badly about Joseph. And they were not on his side. And so Joseph many times kind of felt alone, isolated, and different. He felt like what he was doing, well, the things that he felt, the things that he thought, the emotions he had somehow were different than the people that he was living with. And the only person that kind of, that kind of understood him and definitely supported him was his father. Imagine being in that situation. Have you ever been in a situation where the choices that you have made, the uniqueness about you, the, the, the path that you were on separates you so much that other people, maybe the people from your own family, feel threatened by that or feel um, that you are not part of them or that you don't think like them? that you are subject to prejudiceness even from the people that you are supposed to be the closest to. This is Joseph's life. This is the area that he is at. He's, he has favoritism by his father, but, but by no one else. He has a nice coat, but he doesn't have the love of his family. And that can be hard. I ask again, have you ever been in a situation where you have stood out? And if you had been in a situation, situation where you stood out, did you have the support of your family? Did you have the support of the loved ones around you? Did you have the support to where the dreams that you had even though they may not be understood completely, still had the support of those around you? Or have you felt like an outcast? Have you felt many times in your life that you were just different? If you have, 
you're, you're not alone. Biblically, biblically, you're not alone. There are people in the Bible that know how you feel. They know how you feel. But Joseph still had his path. And he was still, as we will find, destined to follow God. It continues. Once Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream that I dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to have dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. Now Joseph was, re- was actually, uh, at, in the time of Joseph, dreams were, were considered very much uh, of, of great importance. It was a communication of the subconscious. It was a direct connection sometimes believed to be with us and with God. And so when Joseph had this dream, he had to share it. He felt the need to share it. And it did sound a little bit different, didn't it? It sounded like what he was saying was that their sheaves represented them and that one day he would be, he would be the leader of them, the, one of the youngest Traditionally, not the way that it worked in those families. Usually the oldest would take over everything. But he had this dream and he shared it with his brothers. Now, some people will say, oh, what a braggadocious thing. What a a terrible ego he must have had. I don't believe that because what he had was a dream and what he was doing was sharing the dream. He wasn't adding commentary to it. He wasn't saying, this is the dream I had, so now everybody else step in line. He was saying, this is a dream I had. And in those days, it was not uncommon at all to share the dream that you had. It was something that we would be be brought to the table, and it would be discussed, and people would try to interpret what it meant. And you know what? We still do that today. If you ever had a weird dream or something like that, you might have someone that you say, you know, I I, got to share this. I dreamt this. What do you think that it means? And sometimes psychologists will tell you it's a... a, uh, it's almost like a chemical burp in your head of, of past things and all this kind of stuff, your mind playing tricks with you. And some people say it's a subconscious thing. It's a thing that's in your, in your gut that needs to be uh, talked about and, and, and discussed. And so sometimes people do say that there is still a very important connection between the interpretation of the things that we dream when we are asleep. I, I have had dreams myself where I have woke up and I've discussed them and I thought, that's something I need to be dealing with or I need to be talking about this or this could have meant this and maybe I need to focus a little bit more on this or maybe this is the path that I might need to take now in my life. And so that's what Joseph's doing. But the mere thought, the mere thought of his brothers who have already hated him for being who he is, the mere thought that who he is might put him in a position different maybe even slightly elevated from who they are, that was a threat. And I'm guessing that anything that Joseph did was a threat to them. 
He continues. He had another dream and told it to his brothers, saying, Look, I have had another dream. The sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. The sun, the moon, and the eleven stars. That is symbolic. The sun and the moon would often be um, thought of as father and mother. The eleven stars would have been interpreted as his brothers, his eleven brothers. And so here he is having another dream that his family, and now it includes his mother and his father, that he's leading them. That now he is in a position where he is actually uh, leading his father which is something in the culture of this time was absolutely unheard of. As a matter of fact, according to old biblical scripture stuff and everything like that, you might even throw the word abomination to, ever, to try to outpower the father was something that you just didn't do. And, and Jacob has a question about it too. He says, but when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him questioned him and said to him, what kind of dream is this that you have had? Shall we indeed come, I and your mother and your brothers, and bow to the ground before you? Even his father for this dream is saying, that's, hmm, is this what you're saying? Are you saying that you're going to lead us? You... Hmm, interesting. I imagine at this time, I imagine at this time that Joseph, just by sharing what these dreams were, I imagine at this time that Joseph felt even more isolated, even more alone, even more lonely. Because by just the sheer nature of the things that he was dreaming, he has now caused another riff between his brothers, his family. Because of the unique person that Joseph is becoming, it is being seen more and more as a threat to those around him. His uniquities using it again, are something that his family doesn't understand. And so therefore, sometimes when we see something that we don't understand, what do we tag it as? Wrong, a threat. And it's true. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father, his father kept the matters in mind. Some translations even mean the, the father kept the matter in his heart. Remember, Jacob is a very, very spiritual person. Uh, Jacob is a, someone that has uh, deep connections with God. And so Jacob is in a position where his faith tells him that if somebody is unique and on a on a unique path that does, you don't quite understand, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily 
a wrong path or a scary path or a threatening path. It just means that Joseph, his son, who he loves, is starting to start his own path. And we'll find that that is still a path very much, very much with God. In fact, it's a path that many would argue that God helped put him on. I ask again, have there been times when you have become who you are and have those times at times taken you from a slightly different path or maybe a complete about face from those around you? Have you been influenced? Have you taken things from uh, family members, friends, people that you respect? Have you taken things that have happened to you in your life? Have you put those into your heart? And has that affected the path that you are now on? Do you ever feel like that path that you are on is a lonely place? Do you ever feel different? Do you ever feel polarized opposite of someone else? Do you have things in your heart, faithful things in your heart, decisions that you make out of faith that you feel isolate you from the rest of your family or your friends? Do you find that you have traits about you that are different than other people? Are there conversations over the dinner table during Thanksgiving and the holidays that you just avoid? Do you feel that about other people? Do you feel that people who are different from you are a threat? Do you feel that because you don't completely understand what it's like to be in their shoes, that somehow that makes them wrong and you right? Do you react to unique people, which is all of us? Do you act, react to some of them as the way that the brothers do? where you're either jealous of it or you see it as a threat or just because it's different, just because you don't fully understand it, you don't like it? Or can we all take the unique parts of our world, the people in our world, the people that are their honest self in our world, can't we be a little bit more like Jacob and say, I don't, I don't totally understand. I don't totally uh, understand because that's your path. This is mine. Those are your shoes. These are my shoes. Uh, I can, but I can respect your shoes. I can respect your path. I can try to imagine what it's like to be in your shoes or on your path. But either way, 
I can keep you in my mind and in my heart. I can support you. And even though we're different, I can love you. I can love you. Even though I'm different, I can love me. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, be with us. Who we are is who we are. What we contribute to this world is our unique and honest self. Help us see our difference. Help us celebrate the things that make us who we are. Help us love one another as neighbors and as friends. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. One of the amazing things about the story of Joseph that we will continue on again with part two next Sunday is that even though Joseph faced criticism for who he was, that even though people didn't understand him, and even though he felt alone, he still did God's will. He still followed God with all his heart. He stayed on his path, and he made a difference. To steal a phrase from Fred Rogers, who got the phrase from his grandfather, There is no one in this world exactly like you, and I like you, and Christ likes you, just as you are. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Amen.